Yo, what is the upskies, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. And we got an, a special extra episode because fucking Summerfest happened. Sometimes I call it Summerfest. It's an inside joke, don't worry about it. But SummerSlam 2020 did happen. 2022, goddamn, I wish it not. Don't even wish it was 2020, don't worry about that. Um... Goddamn. Um, it was a, it was an up and down event, you know what I'm saying? Well, uh, there's only one way to really get into it, and is to get into it. But first, I did watch uh, the UFC event, so I just want to quickly go through that be before, because I'll just go through it really quick here. So it started out with that uh, Mog... Oh, man, this is going to be a tough one. Mogamed? Mogamed Ang... Okay, you know who. And versus Anthony Smith. Apparently the Anthony Smith guy like broke his leg. So, um, yeah, the, it was going very well for uh, Magomed. Uh, he's pretty damn good so far. Uh, I'm waiting for that guy to get a title shot. But um, until he uh, fights a contender or something like that, you know. Uh, I didn't really get to see much of him in this fight. You know, he was kind of dominating. But uh, it wasn't that great of a fight. Then there was uh, Alexander Poyeda. Versus Alex Perez. Uh, this one was a fast one out of the gate. Ended minute and a half into the first round by submission. Just kind of got him there really quickly in a, kind of a chokehold. And that was it. That was really quick. I was pretty surprised. And then right after that, you get friggin' Derek Lewis versus uh, Sergey Pavlovic. And, and he gets... Uh, Derek Lewis gets uh, TKO'd 55 seconds into the first round, like, right away. Now everyone's pissed off because that one looked like it was a, an early stoppage. And I'm I'm on that I'm on that side as well. I think that one could have, like, Derek Lewis popped right back up. And I think he was okay. Like, yeah, he got clocked there, like, a good few times, good handful of times there. But uh, I think it was uh, called early. So I was pretty disappointed because I, I like Derek Lewis. So, uh, and uh, it was going to be a pretty good fight. But, uh, yeah, it got called early. So, uh, Sergey. Uh, with the victory, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, then you get your co-main event, Brandon Moreno versus Kai Cara Flance, France, 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 France. Uh, Brandon Moreno wins that uh, round three, four and a half minutes in. T K uh, KO, TKO. This was a pretty good fight. Uh, this one was, I'm a, I'm a, I like uh, Brandon Moreno. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's, uh, he's pretty damn good. He's just really passionate uh, fiery guy, so, uh, yeah, good for him, he's, uh, going to have another title fight, uh, I don't remember the champion's name right now, but he came into the ring after, and, like, they just kinda had a nice, uh, showing of respect, and uh, they're gonna have, uh, what, their fourth fight now, so, uh, see if he gets the championship this time, and then the main event, uh, Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunez, good lord, uh, this one was really uh, quite good, I thought. It was. Uh, it went to decision all five rounds, and uh, it was a pretty good battle, man. Like, even though uh, Juliana Peña was, like, the big underdog, even though she was the champion, she uh, beat Nunez, I don't know how long ago that was now, but a while back, a few months ago, for the championship, and it was, like, one of the biggest upsets of all time. But uh, she definitely earned the respect <clears throat> of Nunez because she trained really hard for this fight, and you can tell because she went in there and she was a killer in this whole fight, and, like, man, I have to give respect to Pena, like, she kept in there, she did get some really big shots in there, and then, oh my god, when she got that armbar in there, like, I thought, I thought it was over there, I, I, I have no idea how she got out of that armbar, because she was reefing on that thing, she was screaming, it was insane, I was like, holy fucking, I was, I was going Joe Rogan crazy, like, holy fucking shit, like, she's gonna tap, but she didn't, and she got out, and, uh, yeah, she won it pretty decisively in that decision, like, the scorecard was, like, really in favor of, uh, 
Nunez, but uh, yeah, she's back to being a dual champion. It was a better UFC event than I thought it was going to be. You know, I didn't like it, like I said in a previous podcast, this one like kind of creeped up on me, so I didn't really uh, have a lot of hype going into it. I just went into it, you know, with open mind, and yeah, it was pretty solid. It just sucks that you know, it was fun. Like the the submission one at the that was really quick. That was really fun. It's just the the Derek Lewis fight was a bit disappointing just because yeah it did kind of seem like they called the fight a little early on that one but oh well they'll probably fight again soon so whatever all right so you guys out there did you watch did you watch ufc 277 there you go i got the number this time 277 did you like it how what'd you think what was your favorite fight i didn't watch anything on the pre-card i had a lot to do that day plus there was SummerSlam, so i just kind of caught the main card it was it was good i liked it i yeah it was pretty solid i had a good time especially the main event the main event like like yeah it was way better than i thought it was going to be i knew it was going to be a battle but like yeah it was it was way better than i thought it was going to be and okay so did you guys watch SummerSlam? If you did watch SummerSlam, what'd you think about it? Let me know if you wanna if you wanna follow along with the podcast. Make sure you follow along. Uh, all the links are gonna be down below. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and check out the YouTube channel. We're still doing Resident Evil. Still getting through it. Recorded some the other day, and goddamn, like, it just keeps getting goddamn scarier, y'all. Like I swear to God, I'm not even just saying this. It is literally the scariest game that I've ever played. I don't play a lot of scary games, but yeah, it's uh, surpassed Dead Space for me. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's that. And like, goddamn, I just I just gotta say that scary games, man. Like I think the potential, especially like with graphics getting so good and in VR, like oh my god, dude, get, they're gonna get so scary. Like I don't even wanna. I don't even wanna. Okay, enough rambling. <clears throat> let's get into the meat and potatoes of this t- episode, and let's review uh, SummerSlam uh, 2022 in Nashville, Tennessee. This was pretty. This was a, a bigger show than I thought it was going to be. There was like 48,000 people in this big stadium. I didn't even didn't even clue in. Like I don't usually pay much attention that often to where it's going to be, but I didn't I didn't think that it was going to be in a big arena and it was like an outdoor arena, so that was interesting. I didn't expect that, but it was a solid crowd, of course. Like it's Nashville, man. They got some of the best ravenous fans of all time out there. Like they're 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 great fans for the Nashville Predators. So like, yeah, they were they were good here tonight all well, who knows if the number's even correct. I, I have the number written down here. We'll get to it when we get there. But the, they have a history of, like, f- inflating their uh, numbers. But uh, I heard 40,000, but you'll hear later how much the actual recorded number was. But whatever. Okay. So let's get into the matches here. I'm going to be reviewing uh, every single match on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, I haven't really justified. I haven't really it'll labeled the 1 to 10 scale yet. But it's a 1 to 10 scale with a 0.5 variable so you know like ign scale something like that you feel me you get it you understand good okay good all right let's get into the first match so right out of the gate we got first match is becky lynch versus bianca belair for the raw women's championship uh becky interesting outfit for becky she looks like a black swan looking thing i don't know uh you know she she comes out with better outfits but uh the black was interesting uh she was repping it she always she always reps it it's all good uh she looks very pretty i must say her she just she's very pretty all but just especially pretty tonight big pop here for the hometown bianca belair she's from tennessee not exactly from nashville knoxville i think she's from i don't know i don't know that shit uh Cautious start from both women here. Becky starts working the arm. So that's what she got to do. Uh, of Bianca, Becky lands weird on her shoulder. Just kind of looked hard there. KOD countered into an arm pull over the barricade. Then a leg drop to Bianca. That was a really nice spot there. Becky in full control working the arm. Still 
Of course, she's got to be she's gonna be working the arm a lot throughout this match. Leg drop from the top rope, countered into a power bump for Bianca. Very nice there. It was really awkward because she was doing it like while she was leaning through the ropes, and she still got off the power bomb. It was just very nicely executed, considering how awkward a position she was in there. Becky hitting the ring post and a suplex onto the outside. Bianca in control now. Becky hits a diamond dust. It's like um, uh, kind of like a top rope stunner. It was uh, I've never I don't think I've ever seen her do that. And they're they're calling it a diamond dust. Diamond dust. They were throwing out a lot of names that I think they weren't really allowed to say before McMahon. Uh, <clears throat> I'll note I note that a little later on. But uh, this diamond dust one, I, th I I'm thinking maybe it was from D D P. It's me. It's me. Um, but. I didn't watch, I, I didn't see, like, much of any WCW, so I'm not, all I know is a diamond cutter, okay? But, uh, okay, let's figure out where the hell I was. Okay, nice, um, <laughs> nice. Uh, Bianca catches Becky, pure strength power bomb. that was impressive. Uh, Becky counters KOD into a disarmor, but Bianca fights it off. Bianca hits the hits a KOD on the outside of the ring, but Becky beats it beats it at a nine count and tries another KOD. Becky lands it on her feet. Bianca pulled down hello hello Riblet. My cat just came in and now he's interrupted me. I know, I know. You're probably hungry or whatever. <laughs> Bianca pulled down from the top rope by her hair, right into a manhandle slam near fall there. That was really nice. Uh, Disarmor countered. They trade near falls back and forth. Becky tries a manhandle slam from the top rope, but Bianca but Bianca counters it into a Spanish fly again. Like holy shit! And they did it very nice, beautifully executed. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the two perform that move, so that was a really nice, just fucking out of nowhere move. Bianca hits the KOD for the victory here. Hell yeah, that was a that was a very nice opening match. Uh, Becky looks for the handshake after the match. Is she gonna take it? Is she going to take it? Bianca accepts, and they hug it out. Good lord. Good sportsmanship there from Big Time Bex. Very good opening match. It's a simple story, you know, working the arm and uh, just powering out of it. But uh, it, was it was done well. Good chemistry from these two. I really like the finish. I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. We're off to a good start. But then, holy jumping Jesus. Fucking Bailey is back. Oh my god. I every time her fucking music hit, ever since she's changed her music, it's still I was like, who the hell were my wife and I were watching like who the hell is that? And then she was like, It's Bailey. I was like, Oh my god, it is Bailey. And that was fucking sick. So freaking Bailey comes out, she's walking down to the ring, and then what? Fucking Dakota Kai freaking comes back too. At the same time as Bailey, I was like, and this was like, oh my god, I've been I've been saying this for years now. Ever since I've seen Dakota Kai, I'm like, man, she looks so similar to 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 Bailey, and I I think she like uh, grew up or or she's an inspiration to her. But regardless, they they do just kind of look the same. Uh, so she she's back as well, and then we're not even done here. Eo freaking Shirai also returns. Um. We, I, well, I get to talk about Io Shirai. This is awesome. Uh, she's, she was one of my favorites down there in NXT, and she's still one of my favorite uh, women in the WWE. And, man, it was so good to see her out here. So all three of these women, uh, they're all walking down to the ring. They confront, they confront Bianca all together. Becky steps in at uh, Bianca's side. So, like, whoa. So all of a sudden, Becky is uh, cool with Bianca. I guess maybe she earned her respect. So, okay, interesting. Uh, Bailey, Dakota, and Io, they back off. Wow. 
I got so many questions. And on top of that, welcome back for all three of these women. Um, so what do we got here? We got a new stable here. These three men, three women all working together. Was that just like a, a trying to one-up each one? They're all just like, oh, I'm coming out too. No, I'm coming out too. But no, seriously. It does look like uh, we got a new... Um, Maybe a new stable here for uh, Bailey. Uh, I didn't get to talk about Bailey, so um, not gonna lie. Uh, I was a f I've always been a fan of Bailey. Uh, I liked her. You know, the hugging thing is what it was. It was a lot cooler when it was on NXT, and uh, yeah, it didn't exactly translate uh, as well as I probably as I thought it would have on Raw and like SmackDown. Like it did well, but you know, it, it's one of those gimmicks that wasn't gonna last very long. And then she finally turns heel after the longest time. She finally turns heel, and then she goes on a really good heel run, man. And she goes on this huge long. I think she was the SmackDown Women's Champion for a really long time there. I think it was a year or just over a year, like really long run. And I really enjoyed it. So um, I'm happy to see uh, Bailey back, and she still looks like. Like she's doing the heel thing, so I'm fucking stoked for this. I uh, can't wait to see uh, the Monday Night Raw. Uh, oh God, it's uh, I don't know. I don't even know where she's gonna be showing up. The three of them, they may just be popping around fucking SmackDown and Raw or NXT. Who knows? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. After that match, we uh, move into the Logan Paul versus the Miz. Uh, he's coming out with uh, Maurice and Champa. They got these matching neon green outfits. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie, the the Miz looked rocking in that, and I think Maurice looked pretty good, but Champa looked kind of weird rocking the neon green. Uh, I don't know, I was just wasn't feeling that at all. Uh, Logan Paul comes out, and I was a little disappointed he doesn't come out with his uh, rarest Pokemon card of all time. He used to come out, he came out with that before, I think at WrestleMania, and he doesn't have it here, so it's just like oh. And he's coming out all by himself, so no entourage, no buddies, so just just Logan Paul. So uh, you know, little, little little respect right there. Um, Miz toying with Paul at the beginning, but then Paul gets into the Miz's head with a little kick to the head. Uh, Corey is flipping out on commentary about the disrespect to the Miz. Nice moonsault to the outside from Paul. Cool-looking knee from the Miz. I, it's just a cool-looking knee. That's straight up. Champa gets a cheap shot on Logan Paul, and then a weird-looking blockbuster from Logan Paul onto the Miz. Uh, he just seemed to, like, fall weird on his neck. I don't know. The referee definitely like flew in there and like taught there was definitely a conversation going on there and uh, i don't know it just seemed like something was changed on the fly i don't know just looked weird to me uh after that you get a really nice uh snug clothesline from logan paul he gets all of that like they show the slow-mo replay and you know in the wwe when it's a full slow-mo they show the whole thing they don't do the oh we're slow-moing the part we don't need to slow-mo and then they speed up the part they need to like the impact but no this was a full slow-mo so he got all that clothesline on the miz did not hold back he's just wham right into his fucking faith uh we get a figure four onto the miz he fights out of that nice crossbody and a standing moonsault from logan paul here showing off the athleticism uh champa gets ejected but maurice is still lurking on the outside here champa grabs a chair and he sits in it because he will not be leaving this match he's like nope i'm just I, he grabs a chair everyone thought he was gonna go like smash fucking logan paul and he just whoosh, sits in it that was awesome uh aj sal's music hits Oh, Jesus, okay. I thought for a second we we're going to get ourselves a tag team match player, but he flies out of nowhere, kind of misses Champa, but uh, he chases him out of there. I don't know, he just kind of got like his feet a little bit. Uh, didn't get all that, that's what I'm saying. Logan Paul clears the announcer's table, places the Miz on it, and nails this absolutely ridiculous f frog splash from the top rope through the announcer's table. Wow. Uh, this was replayed like 
dozens of times. It's definitely going to be the big uh, highlight moment of uh, SummerSlam. They're going to be showing this one. It was, I, I will not lie, this was a beautifully executed frog splash from the top rope to Miz through the table. Uh, the table broke, thank God, and like, yeah, wow, what a jump from uh, Paul here. He is very athletic. I was impressed. I gave that a clap. That's a clap right there, everyone. Maurice distracts and uh, distracts the pin on the Miz. Miz gets a gets a chain, tries to hit Logan Paul, but misses. Almost hits his wife instead. This happens all the time. Miz, you got to stop bringing your wife. You're gonna. Uh, sometimes he does hit her, but this is like every time Maurice comes out, he almost hits her or does hit her. So every single time, Logan Paul grabs Miz, hits uh, SKF uh, skull crushing finale on the Miz, and Logan Paul wins. There you go. Um, it was a slow start, but I was impressed by Logan Paul. He looked good in the ring, man. Like, he he does look like a wrestler. He does look like he belongs. And, I mean, compared to other celebrity wrestlers that, that have been in the past, this is a treat for me because I've seen so much trash celebrity wrestlers in the ring that have no right to be in there. So I was impressed, honest to God. He was really good. And, of course, that frog splash was fucking awesome, man. Pretty fun match overall. Uh, it was a simple, simple match, but, I mean, a good introduction. Uh, they had a good finish to the match. I really enjoyed that. Six and a half out of ten. I think that's a that's a really that's a that's a nice score considering you know how uh, new to the company uh, Logan Paul is. But I was impressed, man. That frog splash was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, then out of nowhere, we're getting this uh, Dupree and the model segment. They're talking about their new water product, pouring it all over themselves in, like, really weird fashion. It's um, It was weird, uh, but it was the most entertaining thing they have done to date. So, um, yeah. And, uh, of course, Max Dupree is also here with uh, Maxine Dupree, so... Uh, yeah, I guess uh, he, he isn't so upset with the company anymore, so he's right back here, and they have a, a SummerSlam promo, and um, or segment, not really a promo segment, but uh, it was okay, it was different, it's uh, it, more on the funny side instead of like actually trying to be models, so that's encouraging, we'll see where this goes. After that, we get uh, Theory versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. Theory attacks Bobby with the briefcase before the bell rings, but Bobby says he's good to go, so ding, 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 match is all good to go. Theory is all over him, but but Lashley fights back into it with a big slam to Theory. Theory leaves with his brief... brief oh my god, there's like way too many bees in this, like, holy crap. Theory leaves with his briefcase, but Bobby stops him. Bobby beats him down. They meet in the middle of the ring. They're trading blows. Big power slam from Bobby, but Theory jumps over the spear. Bobby catches Theory. Gorilla press into a hurt lock. Theory taps out. Bobby retains the United States Championship. This was an okay match. Uh, I'm giving it a 5.5 out of 10. It was pretty quick. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, not really much to say like obviously they're feeding off of the attack from theory at the beginning but i think my my theory on theory it holds true that uh, i felt like he was going to lose this match and he did and uh yeah we'll see how the rest of his night goes after this match we get judgment day versus the mysterios this is out of nowhere it's a no dq match all of a sudden so okay something's going to be happening in this match but what um i'm expecting a lot of shenanigans here out of judgment day uh, starts out as a tornado tag. All four, uh, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, and I said Finn Balor, who's the other dude? Uh, fucking Damian Priest, they're all fighting. I thought it was a tornado tag for a hot second, but I don't believe it was. But I was really excited. I was trying to work it. I'm like, is this a tornado tag or not? Because I love tornado tags. I need to do more of that shit. They're awesome, dude. They never use them. 
nice dive through uh, Rey Mysterio's legs for Dominique there, followed by a moonsault by Rey Mysterio. I mean, the old guy still got it. I don't even care. He still looks great. Uh, tag team move. Uh, tag team move for Mysterios doesn't quite hit right. Judgment Day takes over, beating on Dom, like, a lot. Ray finally gets the tag. Chairs come into play because it's fucking no, no DQ, remember? Like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's fucking no DQ. It's like, sometimes you don't even remember that it's a no DQ match because weapons come in so late. But Ray does a cool slide on the chair to the outside. He does that, like, slide, but he does it on a chair. It was really cool. Giving that a thumbs up. Ray goes for the 619, but Balor with a smart tag cuts it off he just fucking clotheslines him ray is now in the drop zone but dom fights him off we get a classic super rana from ray mysterio here just beautifully done of course as always the mysterios go for a double 619 but rhea ripley interferes finally like she gets involved way later than i thought she would uh they start to beat down on ray mysterio but it gets dark the music kicks in fucking god damn it did i not say it did i not say it the freaking, all those weird promos we've been getting for the last few weeks. They're showing off the gold medals. The Rey Mysterio mask. I said it. I was like, the brood is coming back. And boom. Edge comes out in the brood. It's not the old school music, which kind of disappoints me. But I was mostly right. Uh, Edge returns here and brood style. I called that shit. Crowd is going nuts. And so am I at this point. Edge spears the shit out of everybody here. Mysterio's hit a dual 619 for the victory. Um, overall, the match was pretty meh. I'm giving it a 4.5 out of 10. But if we're adding in the return of Brood Edge, which I creamed very hard for, I'm boosting. I'd, I'd boost that up to a seven. But overall, the match was not nothing to write home about. I'm giving that four and a half out of ten. But goddamn, so happy that Edge is back. He got an even shorter haircut, so you know, uh, wife and I were kind of meh on his short haircut. I was happy he got it cut shorter because it was looking rough long. But uh, he got it cut shorter. We weren't into the hairstyle, but now it's even shorter and it looks even nicer. So I was expecting more dudes to come out with him, or like I thought I was also. Uh, predicting that maybe the Mysterios were going to join the Brood for some, like, I don't know, like, maybe they get all dark and shit, and, like, I don't know, but I don't think, like, Edge is going to be alone here, so we'll have to see uh, on the next show uh, what Edge is doing with this. I'm just fucking excited that they're finally bringing the Brood back, but uh, a little disappointed that they didn't bring back the original Brood music, but it is what it is, whatever. It Brood Edge is back, and Edge is back, thank God. After this, we move into the Baron Corbin versus Pat McAfee match. Uh, Pat has this choir screaming bum-ass Corbin from the rafters. Uh, it's pretty. It's actually pretty good. Uh, then he comes out to a pretty, pretty sweet song with the choir all like singing to the song. Uh, I like this. This was pretty neat. I'm not gonna lie. It's good shit. Uh, Pat still comes out dressed like he's uh he's ready for a lazy Sunday. He's just got this black wife beat on, black shorts, black shoes, all black. Running, uh, I was expecting some flash, you know, I don't know, some colors from Pat McAfee, I don't know, he just is, I guess that's his thing, he just rocks the black, white, wife beat, I don't know, he looked fine, it's just, it's SummerSlam, baby, you know, it's, it's supposed to be colorful, and just rocking the all blacks, it's, it, whatever. Um, match begins, we get a nice top rope Rana from Pat here, backflip landed off the top by Pat, but he eats a huge dropkick from Baron, nice sell from Pat. Baron starts the beatdown on Pat. Crowd is booing Corbin. He hits a deep six. I love that move, man. Oh, my God. Like, the spin that he gets on it. It's just like, holy jumping. How many? I just... Sometimes I think it's just going to be like a meme, and he just keeps spinning like a helicopter. And it's just... Yeah, it just keeps going. I'm... Don't worry about it. Pat fights back with a dive over the ropes. Corbin throws Pat hard onto the announcing table. Like, it doesn't even clear. It just throws him on all the stuff. You know, pencils, uh, Gatorade bottle, uh, monitor, you know, all the whole shebang. Michael Cole is cheering big time for Pat McAfee, going full fucking uh, 
cheerleading Michael Cole. This is a rare event, but it's a, it's a treat. It's a treat when he does this. It's good stuff here. Cole says Corbin family would be ashamed of him. He's just yelling at Corbin to stop beating up on his best friend. So Corbin pushes down Cole. I had a laugh out of that. That was good. Pat jumps to the top rope, almost botches it, but uh, good save. He hits a superplex on Corbin. Pat goes to the top rope, almost slips again, and hits the Swanton Bomb out onto the outside on Baron Corbin with just a brutal-looking landing for Pat. Like, he didn't get fully captured there by uh, Corbin, and he just lands uh, on his high back. Ouch. Looks really painful. I've watched it, like, on the replays. Like, I've seen it, like, five or six times. And, yeah, it looked like he's going to be feeling that for a little bit. He's probably, probably knocked the wind out of himself there. It just, I went, oh, God, like, Jesus, I just... Oh, especially with the Swanton, man. You just never know. It could land on his freaking neck. Scary landing, though. Uh, we get a little ref bump here for Pat to send Baron to uh, Dick Kick City, then rolls him up for the victory. Pat was also uh, pretty impressive in this match. I thought Logan was a little bit more impressive, but, I mean, he's a lot younger, so it is whatever. Uh, for someone so new, though, Pat was... Uh, he looked fine in the ring, man. Like, I was... Imp- he, he, he did impress me. Like, he did impressive things, but I just don't get... Like, I just hope it's not becoming, like, a, a reoccurring thing. Like, this guy is clearly... He's not a main roster guy, but, yeah, it was fun. The match was fun. Oh, God, I almost dropped my freaking microphone. I apologize. <laughs> the match was fun. I think I liked the entrance, though, more than the match. Um... I liked the entrance. I thought the choir was banging. I I, I dig that shit. Uh, but it was not. It wasn't a bad match. Michael Cole being a Pat fanboy was really funny. Giving it a five out of ten. Like it was solid. Not bad. Not great. Not not good or anything. But there was nothing wrong with it. Uh, just depends like how overly impressed you were with Pat. I just thought Logan was more impressive, especially that frog splash, bro. Like good lord, so, that was so crazy. After this, we get uh, Drew McIntyre comes out for a promo. Okay, he's just dressed up in jeans, so I wasn't expecting him to really get in a fight or anything. Uh, He comes out, he's hyping the crowd up, and honestly, he was doing a really good job. Uh, People are really into Drew McIntyre, as they should be. I'm giving this a a clap. This is good shit. Uh, He just, he should have been like the host of of SummerSlam. Like, I'm kind of happy they didn't, but he would have been a really solid host. He did a good job right here. Uh, He says he's going to beat whoever wins tonight for the Universal title. He lifts his sword. We get a countdown and uh and a oh and and i said i have a spelling mistake and a fish work show no a nice fireworks show for drew mcintyre big bunch of fireworks so uh the crowd loves him here it's nice to see that he even though he's not on the card for SummerSlam, they're still showing him because he's next up for a title shot so that gives me more encouragement so hopefully he can uh, win at clash the castle we'll see but it's nice to see that he was here tonight after this, we move into J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-D. He comes out. He's running out for his uh, referee duties for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship match. Uh, the Usos versus the Street Profits. Now, I came into this with a lot of expectations. I was expecting these guys to burn the fucking house down. They're going to steal the show here, and let's let's get into how they did. Uh, how, how they did. Uh, Profits get some cheerleaders for their entrance. It's whatever, but they are rocking some Tennessee Titans uh, colors, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not, I don't know football very well, but I think they're rocking Tennessee Titans colors. Is that even the team? I don't even know. But they do have cowboy hats. I know that is a fact, so that was cool. Uh, the cheerleaders, though, uh, a little underwhelming. I was, it was nothing compared to, like, the Bianca Belair at, Summer, or at, at WrestleMania where she had the big fucking, like, marching band thing. Now, that was fucking hype, dude. 
Uh, Double J is yelling at the Usos early, so uh, we're getting some early animosity. Oh, he's getting right up in their faces. Jay getting a cheap shot in on Dawkins. Usos in control early. Ford in for the hot tag. He's on fire. He's going bananas as always. Hits a real loud chop on Jay. Jay with a nice neck breaker after that on Ford. Dawkins straps down. He's got the big old straps down. This is, he doesn't do that very often. He's looking, he's looking leaner, man. Big front flip dive from Dawkins here. Very impressive. We get a pounce into a suplex combo by the Profits. Very nice. I like that. I love the pounce, man. Underutilized move. They need to use the pounce more and stop using the spears so much. Goddamn. Uh, Usos fight back with stereo super kicks into the splash for a near fall. Double J being a fair referee so far. I have to. I just have to throw that out there. He is being fair. Uh, Usos hit a double splash on Dawkins. Ford in for the close save. Jay almost hits Jeff with a super kick. It was oh, he almost did, but he catches it. Uh, he just kind of he doesn't do anything. He just puts his leg back down. So Double J calling it down the middle. I, I'm impressed, honest to God. Uh, Ford with the massive frog splash near fall. Ford getting upset now, like really getting upset, getting upset with all the near falls. He's he's upset with Jared. Uh, Usos hit an ugly looking super kick. Just uh, they throw out Ford. Usos hit the one D, and it's over. Uh, I'm let down a little bit. Uh, way shorter than I thought. I was expecting it to go on for like another five or so minutes. We're supposed, I thought we we're gonna get some more near falls. I don't know if they're running short on time or if something went wrong. Someone got hurt. Uh, I guess we'll find out after. But as far as I felt, I just felt the match was cut a little short there. I was a little just felt. Uh, I thought the finish was flat. Like it just kind of like happened and like. Uh, you see Ford kind of run in there, like, late, but, like, I don't know. It seemed like something was off with that finish, man. It just fell flat for me. But uh, overall, it was still an okay match, but I feel they've had better matches uh, between the two. Uh, yeah, so I feel like they came a little short, came up a little short on uh, my SummerSlam expectations. But, I mean, my bar was pretty high. Uh, I still give the match a 6 out of 10. Felt Double J called the match clean. Uh, Profits uh, were getting uh, really upset with, uh, I don't know, they said that Double J had a slow three count, that it should have been three count. I thought, honestly, he did a good, fair job, so... I don't know, dude. Something just felt weird about this This finish to the match. Uh, Profits look absolutely devastated. I don't know what's going to be next for these guys. Um, I feel something went wrong with the match, but you guys, if you have an opinion, you know something, uh, let me know. After this, we get Charlotte Flair. We get a Charlotte Flair video package. She's not here, thank God. Um... Guessing she's going to be back soon. They're just showing off a bunch of uh, stuff she's doing, talking about being a champion. So I'm guessing she'll be back soon. Uh, Kid Rock is here, and uh, he's shown making out with Honey Boo Boo's mom. I don't know who the hell that was or if that was Honey Boo Boo's mom. If anyone remembers Honey Boo Boo, Honey Boo Boo, Boo Boo. Uh, yeah, so that was really fucking weird. My buddy Billy showed me... Uh, a meme of that going around on Twitter and I was like what the fuck is going I thought it was fake but then I was watching it and I was like oh fuck it, it happened um, yeah so that happened if anyone out there saw that <laughs> what's going on with that <laughs> Riddle comes out of nowhere here he's not medically cleared to fight he was supposed to have a match with Rollins but uh, he comes out here he's asking for a piece of Rollins so Seth comes out they go at it but uh, Seth hits a stomp on the injured Riddle, like we saw at, uh, what was it, SmackDown or Raw. He stomped him onto the steel steps, looked brutal. And he does his crazy dancing and laughing stuff and just walks off. Riddle appears to ha uh, need medical attention here, so don't know if we're going to be not with Riddle for a little bit here. Maybe he's, he's hurt legit. I don't know. He might be written off TV for a little bit. We'll have to just wait and see. But uh, not looking good for Riddle here, but uh, nice to see that he got an appearance on SummerSlam. But uh, didn't look good for him.
After that, we're moving into uh, the Women's SmackDown Championship match. Ronda Rousey going up against Liv Morgan. Uh, Liv Morgan rocking a blue tongue. I guess that's her thing now. She was really just nah, nah, showing off that blue tongue. I don't really recall her ever like, is that her thing? Has that always been her thing? I've, I don't know. It, just, it really showed off tonight with the blue. Uh, Ronda all over Liv Morgan out of the gate. Liv hits a code breaker, and they call it a code breaker, which I was like, "Holy shit, that's a that's what they that's a Chris Jericho move." I don't ever recall them ever saying like. Usually, it would probably just be called like, "Oh, the knees, the knees, the double knees to the face." But it's a code breaker tonight, man. So I'm just noticing, you know, the, I feel like they're just allowed to, you know, have free reign on uh, commentary a lot more than when McMahon had his fucking. God, the puppet strings all in on those guys. Those poor guys. I couldn't even imagine how hard that job was. Ronda works the arm, but Liv locks in uh, the Rings of Saturn. And that, that another, like, they, they say the Rings of Saturn, a move that was used in the WWE by Pac. I'm, I'm, what, what the hell was he called in uh, WWE? Ne- Neville? Neville, yeah. And they, they called the Rings of Saturn. I was like, whoa, like, back-to-back, like, move after move. I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. So that was really popping out to me. I just had to make a note of that. Ronda fights out of it. She gets an armbar, Liv fights the ropes, then Ronda just does it again. Liv fights back to the ropes again. Now the ref brings in a doctor to check out Liv's arm. She's freaking out. Oh, my arm, my arm. They let her fight, though. Ronda locks in another armbar, and Liv taps out, but Ronda's shoulders are down. The ref calls for the three count, but uh, it shows on the replay that Liv tapped before the three count was hit. So Liv retains her title anyway. The match wasn't very good. Finish leaves things open, but uh, it was lame, man. It was lame. Uh, the finish, like, I just don't like wet fart finishes like that uh, at a SummerSlam. Like, we should get defini- definitive finishes. Uh, I understand it's, like, good for the storyline because they kind of just started getting into this. Um, so it almost kind of looks like in the way that Liv Morgan was um, laughing a little bit on the outside after... I don't know, maybe they're going to turn her, like, into the, like, a more, I don't know, man, it's interesting, like, that was just an interesting thing that I noticed, so maybe they're going to do a little bit of a character tweak here with uh, Liv Morgan, because Triple H is taking over, I don't know, I just noticed that at the end of the match, Ronda Rousey was fucking losing her fucking mind, man, she was so pissed off, after the match, Ronda attacks Liv Morgan, just pushes her down, gets after her, puts the referee into an armbar, he's screaming like a little baby, it gets all cleaned up, but Rousey is super duper pissed off, Liv's get Liv gets lucky here, and and I'm not gonna I'm gonna throw out a little shout out to my wife. She called that. She was like, because we were doing our predictions, and uh, she said that watch Liv Morgan's going to win this match by a luck, uh, by a luck finish. And I was like, mm, that's interesting. I went for Ronda Rousey. I was wrong on this one. I'll I'll t- we'll talk about that at the end of this. But um, yeah, good job, wifey. You got uh, you got that one right. That was good. She was hyped up when uh, for the finish because she knew she was right. But uh, yeah, the match was kind of kind of a wet. F- I'm not I'm not gonna say that was bad. Four out of ten is like. I mean, you know, it's meh. It's meh. That's what I call meh. Like, I'd say, like, three is a bad. Like, it wasn't bad. It was it was a match, but it just wasn't very good. After this, we get the mayor of Knoxville. Do you know who that is nowadays? Uh, I kind of had to think about it for a hot second, but it's fucking Kane. Yeah, Kane. That Kane. WWE Kane with the mask and the fire and the brimstone and the and the Undertaker and the choke slam and the and the May 16th or whatever the fuck. He's out here being a mayor or whatever the fuck he is of Knoxville. He announces the attendance of 48,449 people. Uh, 
don't know if that's the real number. Well, uh, you know, people always speculate about the numbers. I don't really give a shit. All I know is there's a lot of fucking people there, and they're, they're a good crowd tonight. So he does his cane flame thing, and then he leaves. It was uh, short and sweet, but, you know, just because they're, they're in uh, Tennessee, uh, you know, Knoxville, he's the area, so it was a crowd thing. It wasn't more so for the viewers, but it's nice to see Kane. Cool. That's awesome. After this, we move into the main event of the night. WWE Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Excuse me, I'm going to burp. Oh, Jesus. Last man standing match. Oh, fuck yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was looking pretty forward to this match. I was really excited that it was announced that it was going to be a last man standing match. Thank God, because we've seen these guys already so many times in, in um, just singles matches or whatever. Like, thank God there was a stipulation on this or just some a gimmick to the match, at least, just to make it fresher. And it made it a longer match, which was nice, because usually they have Brock Lesnar matches are hit and miss, man. Rather, they're, like, two seconds long or they're, like, 20 minutes long. Rarely they're 20 minutes, but when it happens, it's, like, sometimes when they're long, they're long. And uh, this was on the longer end but I enjoyed it. Uh, so let's get into this. It's a big one. <laughs> There's a lot of notes for this one, folks. Uh, so strap in, grab some popcorn, grab a drink, take a piss. Uh, let's get into this. Nashville has to first acknowledge Roman Reigns in the ring, and they do so. And he even gets some tribal chief chants from the crowd. So uh, we got, we're in Roman Reigns country here, and I too am a fan of Roman Reigns, man. I I, I was cheering for him for in in this match, uh, but it doesn't really matter about Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns uh, for me personally. All I care about is Drew McIntyre now. I want I just I don't care who who was winning this match. I just care if Drew McIntyre he better become the champion at Clash of the Castle. Uh, that's such a stupid name. I hate it. Anyway, uh, we get some chanting for for Roman, which was nice. Uh, it, it, good to see some respect because I think uh, maybe they thought he, this was uh, it could be uh, his last reign. So they're just giving him some respect, man. He's held it for fucking like two years, man. Like longest reign since Hulk Hogan, for God's sakes, sakes in the 80s. Like I, I've enjoyed his reign. But anyway, uh, Brock arrives. Crowd erupts. They're going banana. Jew. Do, 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 do. Everyone goes crazy for that song. Thank God he hasn't changed that song in like 20 fucking years. It's been the same thing. Uh, he's looking real jack, baby. Real jack. Nice tan going on there as well. And the hair is the hair. It's it's uh, it's a controversial uh, point of topic. I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to say the hair. Uh, if you don't know, I guess you don't know. Uh, there's this big old red tractor. Brock puts on the Nashville tuxedo, a plaid shirt, and a cowboy hat, and he rides that snow bitch to the ring. God damn. Brock climbs the tractor scoop and arms raised. Looks like a pure badass. Crowd's going crazy. They're loving it. He's loving it. Big smiles on everybody except for Roman Reigns and, and, the, and the bloodline or whatever. They're not too happy about this, but I was loving it. I was enjoying it. We're all having a kick out of this. This was pretty goddamn awesome. Brock tells the announcer to shut up. Then he just announces himself. It was great. I loved it. Brock flies off of the tractor onto Roman Reigns. It's fucking on. Let's get it on, baby. Brock throwing Roman all around the outside. Big suplex off of the steps on the outside of the ring. Uh, Brock takes it out to the stage area in the crowd. Just like this. He's just, they're out in the crowd. But there's like the stage platform thing. Roman fights off an F5. Throws Brock into a big steel thingy. You know, like the big thingy. That steel. Throws him into one of those. Got a cameraman down here for a real quick second. But he, he cleans it up real nice. But just a little tumble. Just had to say. Uh, Brock tries to jump onto the barricade, but he slips just a little bit, and the crowd laughs at him, and so did I. I, it, he he tried so hard, dude, to, like he he did the jump. He tried to Shelton Benjamin that thing up on the barricade, but he slipped just a little bit, and he jumped right back on. He's like, no, no, I wanted to look so badass, but he slipped up, man. He slipped up, and the crowd caught him. We're all laughing at him. It's it's okay, Brock. It's okay. We all make mistakes, man. 
back around uh, the ring. Brock grabs the table. Heyman is begging Brock to stop. Like, please, please, for the love of God, don't hit my, don't hit my tribal chief, please. Roman takes advantage and puts Brock through the table with a nice Uranagi. Brock up at seven here. Uh, and then, oh, here it comes. And uh, as far as I know, we only got three of these. Here come the Superman punches. And three uh, Superman punches. And then the spear. Brock back up at seven again. Brock slams Roman onto a piece of the broken table. That looked really nasty. I'm not, like, the table was already broken in half. And Brock Lesnar, like, slammed him into another piece of broken table. And just the way that Roman landed on it just looked really uncomfortable. I did. It, it looked bad, man. Uh, Brock gets into the tractor, lowers the bucket, and then hits Roman with the steel steps. Beats down Roman a little bit more with a piece of the table. Roman gets back up at 8. Brock puts Roman into the bucket of the tractor and raises him into the air. It's all crazy. All this time is getting taken up, and then he dumps him like very nonchalantly in the ring. Well, it, it sounded a lot cooler on paper, I would imagine, but it was a pretty fucking lame spot. I la I was laughing about it just because like all this time and like the hype of the of, of Roman going all this way up into the air, and then they just kind of floop, just lands kind of not that hard on the ground at all. He just kind of rolls out. Uh, doesn't stay down for very long. Roman gets taken to Suplex City, but he's up at 8 again. F5 for Roman. He's barely up at 9. He's fighting up on the ropes to get up at 9 here. Brock tries another F5, but this one is reversed into a choke. Then Brock reverses the choke into a Kimura lock. Roman appears to be absolutely out cold, but then he starts wiggling around after like 6 seconds. He's up at 9 again. Brock is really pissed off here. He gets back into the tractor. Oh, God, what's he going to do this time? Fucking pick him up and drop drop, drop him lightly all over again? Uh, no, actually, this time he uh, starts bashing into the ring with the tractor. And he just does this repeatedly. Then, boom, he fucking lifts the whole entire ring up. Roman goes fucking tumbling on the outside of the ring. It did look great. He didn't, like, flip the entire ring up. But he lifted, like, one corner of it. Lifted up, like, really high in the air. Enough to, like, yeah, throw Roman out of it. It was pretty cool looking. Uh, he's tumbling, he's rolling on the outside, he's getting up though, I think he got up at like 7, uh, Brock is running at him now, and then the Usos finally arrive, where the hell have they been, fucking just standing in the back like, yeah, maybe we should go help him, Us, because like the fucking ring just got lifted 12 feet into the fucking air, we better go help him, Us, Jesus man, it was fucking late on that one. Uh, hey, <laughs> the Usos finally arrived. They, uh, Brock just tosses them around. Just They didn't really do anything to help. So Paul Heyman fucking steps in. He tries to give Brock the titles. He's like, just take the titles and go. For God's sakes, you get everything you want. But uh, nope, not good enough. He gets F5'd through the goddamn tables. Fucking, I was like, I almost had to look through my eyes to watch fucking big old Paul Heyman take a fucking F5 through the announce table. Awesome fucking spot here. Unbelievable by Heyman. What a, what a, what a, what a goddamn trooper taking a spot like that it didn't look comfortable like that definitely hurts man uh spear from roman reigns everyone is down now but the count is beaten by both men closely at like eight or nine <sighs> here comes friggin theory with a referee here he comes he's gonna cash in but the timing is like yeah both men are down but they're like already getting up so the timing makes no sense here uh he comes in smashes roman reigns in the face with the briefcase but before he can cash in brock gives him an f5 uh he was just like you know he was doing the thing that they always do with the briefcase oh i gotta get the referee referee come on what the fuck are you doing and then no brock is just like no nah, i'm just gonna give him an f5 uh usos 
uh, hit Lesnar with stereo super kicks. He gets back up, and Roman hits another spear. Lesnar battling to get up again at nine. Roman is just fucking losing it now. He takes Theory's briefcakes, briefcakes, briefcase, and smacks uh, Theory with it before he could walk away. Grabs the briefcase again. This was that was that was just funny. Just smacks him like right in the ass. Then he beats the ever living shit out of Brock Lesnar with the briefcase, but it's not enough. Brock's not stand down, man. He's an animal. He's an absolute animal here. Roman smashes Brock in the skull with the title belt. No way, Jose. Still not enough. Never. Another belt shot. Never. Then they bury Brock under the announce table and everything else around him. Fucking steel steps, fucking debris, everything. Finally, they get the 10 count and Roman Reigns retains the belt. Holy jumping. He keeps it going. The streak is alive. There was a lot going on in this match, man. It got really hectic by the end. It was a little overbooked. There was, like, the Usos, Heyman, um, a fucking tractor that was, you know, it was good and bad, but, um, yeah. And the tractor dumping out Roman was a, it was a dud spot. It kind of, like, but, um, overall, man, I still thought the match was great. Uh, the best match of the night, in my opinion, giving it an 8 out of 10. So, uh, yeah, some of the, so the highlights overall with, uh, actually before we get into the highlights, let's just quickly, if you didn't check out in the last episode, I did my, um, what do you call them? Fucking uh, predictions. So let's just see how it did. Uh, I got a five out of 10. So did you guys do better than me? I think I beat my wife. I didn't, uh, calculate her score. I'm pretty sure I got, I got, uh, I beat her, but I, I started out really hot, man. I thought I was going to get a perfect. I got Bianca correct. Correct. I got. Bobby Lashley winning, correct. I got the Mysterios incorrect. I picked Judgment Day. Uh, got Pat McAfee correct. I uh, got the Profits wrong, which breaks my heart. I really wanted fucking Profits to win at SummerSlam. That would have been tight. Uh, and I got the Liv Morgan match wrong, but I did get Roman Reigns right. So, yeah. Um, you know, call me crazy for uh, even my wife was like, whoa, you're, you would pull the plug on Liv Morgan already? I'm like, yeah, I'm already. I'm just... I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't love it. I don't, like, she's not bad. Like, I can't say that she's bad, but, um, you know, <laughs> maybe, yeah, I, I will admit, yeah, it totally would have been early to pull the plug, but, like, what the fuck ever? I don't care. Um, I just thought maybe because on SmackDown there, the go-home SmackDown, they kind of teased that she was getting a little cocky. Maybe that's just some seed planting for later on in her title run. Uh, yeah, because I think, what, this would be her second her second title defense, and, you know, people have lost it quicker, it's whatever, but yeah, it's okay, I understand, it would do her really bad damage for her, for the look of her if she was to lose the title so quickly, but, you know, she did not look good in the match anyway, regardless, she won it in a terrible way, like, I'm getting flashbacks to the Rey Mysterio when he won the title back in 06, and his title reign was just fucking embarrassing, like, for what, like, three or four months that he held that title, it was just week after week, he would come out, try and talk, and a big guy would come out, or anyone would come out for that matter, and just kick the shit out of him for weeks and weeks and weeks. They'd have a match at the pay-per-view. Ray would barely win somehow. Like, I didn't care because I was such a Ray Mysterio fan at the time. I was just happy he was winning. But, yeah, in hindsight, that was a terrible, terrible run for him and uh, did a lot of damage. He did. He wouldn't get a world title again for, what, 10, over 10 years? And I didn't even see those ones. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I did pretty good. Not bad, you know. I was I was hoping for better. But it's a passing grade. Five out of five. Out, five out of five out of eight pretty good pretty good i don't have the percentage on that right now but you know it is what it is but uh did you guys beat me let me know if i can follow along with the podcast and the whatnot so let's get into uh the overall grading of the show and we'll get into some of the highlights and the lowlights of the show all right let's start out with the lowlights um 
for me personally, the Pat McAfee versus Corbin match wasn't that great. Uh, I didn't I didn't have anything really uh, invested in this match going into it. I didn't care at all much for the build, other than Baron Corbin buying a ticket behind uh, Pat McAfee and like yelling at him and having the loser sign. That was great. That was the best part. Oh oh oh, and the Baron Corbin uh, Sparta kick. I think I just like Baron in this. Uh, I'm sorry, Pat. Like I do like you on commentary. I do. I really do. I like him on commentary. Just not a big fan of him. Like he was impressive in the ring. Absolutely. I just don't think he needs to be there. I think his spot, like his role, like without a doubt, is to be a, a fantastic commentator. Like I think he's bre he's breathed a nice. Uh, I don't know what to call it, modern air into the commentary team. Like, and especially now, if uh, Michael Cole could start having a little bit more fun with him, it might be good to hear Michael Cole again. Like, I haven't enjoyed Michael Cole commentary since Taz left. So, that, yeah, that long. That's a long fucking time, man. That's a long time. I mean, I respect Michael Cole. I understand that he had, you know, Vince McMahon screaming in his ear all the time. And he, he, he was basically the, the puppet, but... um. Yeah, okay. Um, back to the low lights. Let's go here. Okay, where are we? Uh, Mysterios versus Judgment Day was a pretty lame match. Uh, I was expecting a little bit more, but thank God, you know... Actually, no, I wasn't expecting more. I mean, Edge coming out as the Brood was pretty much the uh, the high... Like, I literally, as as the match was going on, I was talking to my wife about it. I'm like, man, like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that I think he's going to come out. I was like, Edge is going to come out as the Brood. The only thing that I, I got wrong was him coming out alone. I thought he was going to come out as a squad or something. Like, he was going to have some people. I was like, oh, shit, maybe he's going to grab some, like... I was, I was thinking, like, that Dijakovic guy... I like him, man. He's a big motherfucker, and he he is talented. He's athletic. I would like to see him like paired up with Edge as like the monster, and then you get some other agile guy. I don't know, like fucking Mustafa Ali or something. I don't know, just some guy that's lost somewhere. I don't even know if he's on the roster anymore, but something like that, you know. But it, it could still happen. I don't know. I just thought it was weird that he came out alone, but it was it was one of the highlights for me. Of course, we'll talk about that. Oh, it's great. And then um, for just me personally, like. It wasn't a bad match. I was just I had my bar set really high for this one, and I kind of set myself up for disappointment. So uh, one of the lights was just kind of I wanted more out of the Usos versus the Profits. I felt like something was off with that finish. Uh, something got cut off. I don't know. Maybe they got cut for time. Uh, maybe they just they're like, oh, you're we're running late. We got to cut five minutes off your match, which you know, which sucks because that was the match that I really thought was going to steal the show, and sadly it didn't. Uh, but you know, I, I it looks like they're gonna probably keep fighting which i'm good with because i think these two have really good chemistry it just didn't all really come together here at SummerSlam, so i was let down personally by that one you guys can let me know what you think did you think it was a good uh tag team match i i didn't think it was bad it's just like there's so many better tag team matches especially you know when you compare it to aew i mean geez all right so let's finish it off with a few highlights and then we'll get into uh, the overall score all right so the highlights bianca versus becky was a really good opening match i enjoyed that uh, Bailey and and of course with that Bailey EO and Dakota Kai all returning at the same time that was really refreshing because like I personally didn't see that coming and that was a nice surprise for me because you know sometimes WWE lately they just like say like oh this person's gonna be here at SummerSlam you're like oh 
like that would have been awesome if I didn't know that and then like they show up and it's awesome but yeah so we get fucking a three three and one so that was a really cool uh really good there was good moments in SummerSlam just like in the like the long term it wasn't so hot but there were some really good moments and speaking of moments uh Logan Paul with probably the moment of the night here with that frog splash through the table that was a beautiful beautiful frog splash uh eat your heart out Shane McMahon I think you got uh some competition here I almost thought he was going to do the the elbow drop like Shane McMahon style but he goes for a frog splash which I love too so really good job there Logan Paul you got a hell of a hell of a SummerSlam moment for yourself there they'll be replaying that for a long time uh, of course, Edge returning. Uh, got a, uh, Edge is one of my favorite, if not my favorite wrestler of all time. So seeing him back and finally doing the brood thing that I was I was predicting and hoping was going to come back. So that's a win for me. And then, of course, the main event, Roman versus Brock Lesnar in the last man standing match. Yeah, it had a couple wet fart moments, but uh, it was still a really just a brawl all over the place. A lot They were using weapons. They used everything. Uh, they did a different spot, man. The, the lifting the ring up. I don't think I've ever seen something like that. And uh, the crowd loved it so there's that okay so let's talk about the over overall show i thought the show was all right uh which isn't that's not bad so all right is is not bad uh overall most of the matches were okay with the usos versus the profits went a bit longer uh sorry uh i wish the usos versus profits went a bit longer that would have made that match like definitely would have bumped it up to like a seven and a half. I could have seen it easily hitting a 10. If we got like a few more near falls and like just a couple more like nice dives it would have been like a really top tier match, but no, not quite. Uh, other than that, the returns were a lot of fun. Uh, they were really good high spots for the match. Some really good high spots. The main event was busy, but uh, really kind of messy, but it was a good mess. You know, like kind of those, it was, a, it was a mess, but in a good way. Uh, overall, I enjoyed the show. I'm giving SummerSlam 2020 a 6.5 out of 10 overall. Uh, match of the of, of the show is going to the main event Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns but uh, my favorite moment of the night overall with moments and matches included my overall favorite thing of SummerSlam man I popped hard for Edge coming back so that was good I did pop pretty hard for Bailey coming back just because it took us so long to figure out whose music that was and I think just the realization of like it finally clicking so I don't think it was that return I do really 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 like Io Shirai but she didn't come out first so that one didn't slap as hard as Edge and then the main event was that better than Edge's return yeah yeah it's pretty good okay so yeah I guess my favorite thing would be the main event match but like very slimly right there is Edge I'm, I love you Edge I can't wait I can't wait to see the brood just uh bring back the old music again man like I'm telling you like guys go out there and just listen to it you like right before you go to bed it's a perfect before bed song you'll have great dreams so uh that's it man that was SummerSlam and my little UFC uh 277 uh, quick blow through review, but a full in depth review here of SummerSlam. Uh, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was good. Uh, you know, we're not quite in that uh, Triple H style yet. I thought there were still good moments. Uh, I, the wrestling still isn't quite up, you know, to that that pay per view level that I expect. Like, yeah, some people definitely stepped up here, but other matches were just kind of. Not much better than your typical Raw or SmackDown, which is a disappointment for me. But uh, overall, I thought the show was all right. I didn't hate it. I had fun. Uh, I hope you guys had fun, too, listening to my review and thoughts. Let me know what you guys thought of the show. Did you like SummerSlam? Was this the best Summerfest ever? Did you have the best time ever? If anyone watched UFC and you, and you, and you have any thinks or thoughts about that, what would you guys think of that Nunez fight? That shit was pretty good, man. Like... 
that was a lot better fight than I thought it was going to be. Uh, so yeah, man. And, uh, just make sure if you enjoyed this podcast, you know, I've been dropping out a lot of content lately, so it would do me a lot of, uh, a lot of justice. If I can get a like from anybody out there, just hit the like button. And if you want to follow along with the podcast and you can get some inside scoops, man, you get inside scoops on episodes that I'm, I might be recording in the future ideas that I'm thinking about, uh, maybe movie reviews or something like that. You definitely get a little inside peek of what's going on behind uh, the microphone. If you follow along on Twitter, I'm up to fucking two, two, two followers man that's intense that's a fucking 50% upgrade we're we're going sky to the moon fucking um what's his name Cameron Grimes going to the moon you know what I'm saying but um yeah if uh, all the links are going to be down below you can follow the podcast on Twitter, you can email the podcast if you'd like, and make sure you swing over to the YouTube channel as well. Got an ongoing YouTube series uh, over there, Resident Evil. Uh, if you keep your eye out on that channel, I'm going to. I have a lot of video games that uh, I want to start doing, and uh, they should be coming soon because Resident Evil is just about wrapping up here. Uh, not the videos, but me personally, I'm almost done playing it. So there's going to be a new game coming onto the YouTube channel. So make sure you go over there, swing by there. There's daily uploads and double uploads Saturdays. So make sure you check that one out uh like i said hope you guys enjoyed uh SummerSlam, and make sure you check out for more podcasts we do uh i do usually like i don't know th- I, I like to say two or three but lately i've been putting up like a lot more than that so don't expect me to do be doing this many podcasts but i just have a lot to talk about we're starting hot out of the gate you know what i'm saying all right hope you guys had a really good long weekend and uh, i sure as hell did so fuck yeah check out more podcasts my podcasts thanks love you